Warning, this episode contains vulgar language, mature themes, families, sugapai, ojus, anakis, delinquents, and tattoos. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 57, Yakuza Ojo Teaches Math. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spyrokin Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. How are you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. I'm doing pretty good. This weekend was Anime Next and I had a fucking blast. And to Tom, the only person in the entire con who said the one and only Wheel of Manga. Hope you enjoyed the shirt. Hope you had fun with it. Oh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Welcome. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, this is the Sparkin Manga Review. Sparkin is a site that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is, every episode I review one or two manga, depending on the situation, give you a little bit of information about that way. You don't go to the bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks really cool. You pick it up and the manga sucks. 
I review it for you so you know what it's about and just, you know, so you know it doesn't suck. You don't have to agree with anything I say, but it's worth a listen and I'm, I think I'm enjoyable to listen to a little bit. I do tell a good story and I do babble on and on for a bit, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, if you've been listening for a long time, you know how the show works. I usually do a little bit of news, then I do the review, then I bullshit a little bit, and then it's the part that everyone wants to listen to for the Wheel of Manga. And what is the Wheel of Manga? Well, I'll describe that to you in a little bit. But first, what's new with the Zan? Well, nothing much. I went to Anime Next this weekend, and it was a lot of fun. Now, I'm just going to give you a little overview. Anime Next is this 10-year-old convention, which is in New Jersey. And it's also followed by Manga Next in October, which I'm definitely going to, of course, as being a manga review show and all. I'm definitely going to that. The place it was held at was the Garden State Event Center. And it wasn't bad. It was actually a lot of fun. It looked really good. It was connected to a double tree. Most of the stuff of the panels and the artist alley was in the double tree. And that was cool. The thing that made it really worthwhile, though, was there was a fake concert. Now, not fake meaning that it was fraudulent and untrue and just bullshit concert. No, the band Fake from Japan, who has never left Japan, left Japan, and they did their first concert, and I fucking saw it with my friend. It was awesome. It was really cool. Also, um, to MB and Monica, thank you. Hopefully you guys have sent me the picture at this point. Hopefully you guys did. If you didn't, then, well, we'll see what happens. But these, you know, it was really cool. We took pictures. The band was awesome. The drummer was off the hook. He just kept going on and on and on. And just everyone else was taking a break every five minutes for two hours. He just kept going at it. And that was freaking. It was really cool. Uh, also, my friend got picked to be on the anime match game. No, it's not a dating game. What it is is that they say a word about an anime and they leave blanks in. You fill in the blanks with whatever. And unfortunately, he kept it safe for the first time, and that cost him the game. You should have went for the funny, man. You would have won. Ah, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Also saw a lot of interesting people, including Snake! Yeah, Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. And also, I saw Smurf, Two-Face, a lot of very nicely dressed people from TF2, and not Transformers, from Team Fortress 2, and also... I saw many very pretty, pretty girls dressed up in different cosplay outfits that made them look very attractive. From Nell from Bleach, to Misty from Pokemon, all the way to even Yuna from FFX. So, what else? What else can I say about the convention? There's a lot of pictures up. They should be up on the site right now. You can check it out. And this is Wednesday the 17th, so it should be up and it'll be all good. Mm. So what else is going on with the Zan? Nothing much. Been just chilling out, relaxing, doing work, you know. I'm getting ready for this weekend because this weekend I'm going to start again the new music section, which is the supplemental music to listen to anime and manga to. So it should be cool. You guys definitely check it out this weekend. It'll be released on Sunday, unfortunately, because Saturday i got to work. So let's get on with this. Let's get on and start talking and just get through this crap of me talking let's get on with the news because there's a lot of actually pretty cool news this week now the first one is the most interesting i think it's not manga related now in japan someone decided to do something retarded remember how i told you last time there was an old guy who spent 11 years making a giant robot that could walk that was like a bug 
Well, someone has decided to make an 18 meter tall, which is 59 feet to us Westerners, statue of the Gundam anime robot, which lights up and the head moves. I saw a picture of this. If you look online, just look up Gundam statue on YouTube. It looks beautiful. I mean, this thing is life-size, and I'm just waiting for someone to get in a cockpit and go, and slowly take over the world with this Gundam. Hopefully, just destroy and havoc and defeat evil Xeon warriors. It'd be pretty cool and pretty nice, but we'll see what happens with that. Next one is makes me very happy. This is manga-related. The next news item is that... Shield 21 is ending after seven years! Hooray! No more of this football crap! I hate Shield 21 so much. And no, I haven't read it yet. I might be changed, but the premise pisses me off. I don't want to read about football players. I don't like football. I find it to be a... Oh god, I've lost half my listeners now. I mean, I could enjoy watching it on, like, Super Bowl, but I hate these people who go all crazy and are like, Football's the greatest thing ever! Woo! If you disagree with me and you hate my answer because this and want to stop listening now, sorry. I just don't like the way it's depicted in the design. Manga is not supposed to be that sportsy. It's supposed to be fanciful and strange and unusual, not football, you know? When I read manga, I want to escape realism. I don't want to read realism, but that's neither here nor there. I'll shut up about this now. Anyway, Clamp Manga Quartet, the four members of Clamp, are designing background costumes for... Tekken 6. They're hidden bonus designs. It's going to be on Sony PlayStation and, of course, Microsoft Xbox. And it's going to be this fall, so that should be a little interesting. I wonder how flowery and gay the costume is going to look, but it's clamped, so it's going to look good either way. The only other real news item is about Mel. Not Mel the cook from Alice. Mel the singer from Black Lagoon She's actually going to be at Otakon. She's going to be singing, and if you've ever heard the opening to Black Lagoon from Hyatt the Combat Butler or Sky Girls, that's her voice. It's very cool. She sings in weird English gibberish type talk, and she's really good. Really good. It's kind of hard to understand her, but it's really a good thing. Her first album, Melscope, was released August in Japan, and you can download it at a lot of websites. It's pretty good pretty good so is there any more news i know there is one more item of news but i'm gonna save it until the middle of the review because it has to actually do with what i'm reviewing this week so let's get on with it shall we so if you remember from the last episode of the spark and manga review i spun the wheel of manga and it dictated unto me that i'd be reviewing a very unique and interesting manga for this week and i'm actually beating anime world order on this I'm going to be reviewing Gokusen, a manga by Kozuko Morimoto. came out from Shuisha. It's a Josie, and it's about 15 volumes. came out August 23rd, 2000 to around February 2007. There's a manga, an anime, three seasons of a TV drama, and the new news that I tell you, this July 11th, the movie's coming out. Live action. So it's going to be pretty cool. It's a pretty popular series. It's been coming out for quite some time, and the TV series actually has won a couple of awards so a pretty well-known series in japan and it's an action comedy drama crime school now the premise of gokusen is a very well used we've heard this before especially in episode 50 we heard this premise before it's about 
A teacher goes to a delinquent school and saves the day. Well, it's also the t thing of GTO and Cromarty High School. But it's a little different. Because one, there are female characters in this, so it's not like Cromarty. And second, this character is a strong female woman. It's not an idiot pervert who, well, is a virgin still and is a moron and is indestructible. Even though I love GTO. I love GTO to death. It'd be interesting to see GTO and Yan Kumi working together. Alright, so let me tell you a little bit about this now. So this series opens up like so many others, where you have a title page and then an index. Okay, okay, bad joke, I know, I know. So anyway, it opens up with the main character, Kumiko Yamaguchi. A young woman, about 23 years old, and what happens is that she is psyched because she's going to be starting her job at a new school. What happens is she's studied to be a teacher, and she's happy she's going to be a teacher, so she's all psyched and ready to go. And even though the newspaper says this school's kind of delinquent-y, she's got no problem because she wants to work at this school, make things better, fix things, and make things strong and wonderful. So we'll see what happens. And this is where it starts. So she gets to this school. So it turns out she has been accepted to Shirokin Senior High School. Now this school is reputable because it is a very delinquent school. A lot of people say, if you go there, you're not going to pass. It's an all-men's school. So... There are female teachers, but it's mainly hormonal guys, and, well, so she goes to the school, and, well, she looks okay. I mean, her figure is non-existent. She has a bardic root figure, which means she's like a straight freaking line. And she meets another teacher who is the, a very voluptuous, very sexy-looking older lady, and they go to meet the principal. And this is when it gets weird, because the principal is taking his pants off, and this is principal... Gonzo Shirakawa. He's an old bald guy taking his pants off. You wonder, what the fuck is he doing? Running gag is whenever she walks in on him, his, his penis is showing. <laughs> so it's kind of funny and a little unusual. He's a little weird, though. Very happy-go-lucky, though. So after a kind of revealing first impression, Yamaguchi and the other teacher, Shizuka Fujiyama, are really just said, okay, welcome to the school, everything is all good, and, well, you're teaching mathematics, Miss Yamaguchi, and Miss Fujiyama, you're going to be teaching music. Now, the cool thing about this, unlike Onizuka, Yankumi, the main character, that's her nickname, we'll find out about that later, she ends up being intelligent enough to teach math. She's not like, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'm going to bullshit. No, she actually teaches math. I mean, yes, she does crazy shit, like, let's play soccer instead of this, or let's talk about girls, but she still knows what she's doing. She's a very intelligent teacher and what happens is that it's like okay well welcome to our school we hope you have a very good time and well i have to go meet the police now and you see and they're wondering what the fuck is going on and then immediately another one of the teachers says look here's the deal you get out of those clothes right now and wear track pants if you're wearing those skirts they're gonna be hanging around the podium and looking under your skirt the entire time second you can't wear those slippers in the school you have to wear a pair of shoes preferably one rubbery so you can run at full speed like what what the they know the school is bad. Also, in the middle classes, what you have to do is you're going to have to walk in packs of seven. You can't stay alone because they will kill you if you stay alone. Don't turn your back on these bastards. Like, what? And so we've now discovered that this school is essentially a major delinquent senior high school. It's with people who pretty much have failed their school exams and they don't give a shit. They're horrible people. All of them. Every single one of them. They're all crazy and insane. And so what happens is she ends up in her class and there's only two guys in there. One guy who's saying, kill, kill, murder, kill, kill, murder. And the other person just kind of chilling out there. And this is our, one of our main protagonists, Shin Sawada. Now, 
the classroom that she's teaching, 2-4, is a very odd classroom, as you could probably guess. And the minute they walk in, they see this very thin, pigtailed woman teaching the class. They immediately give her shit. They, after admitting that they were really just looking to see the boobs of the music teacher, they're like, okay, what's this lady doing here? And then they, she says, oh, hi, this is my first class. I like you very much. I am Kimiko Yamaguchi. Fill out this form and we can become friends and I'll teach you. And they don't do anything. They end up playing Mahjong and bullshitting the entire time. But one of the things that Shin notices is a lot of the students are throwing papers at her and whatnot. And the guy who's saying, die, die, kill before to himself, pulls out a pachinko ball. Now, pachinko is a gambling game and the balls are about a little bit bigger than a marble. And they're made of steel. So they could really hurt someone. And he throws it right at... Yamaguchi, and you see her just move her head to the side, because all the papers have been hitting her the entire time. She moves her head to the side, puts out her hand, and grabs it. So you look at it, and say, Who threw this? This is dangerous to throw! And like, that's a fluke. There's no way she'd do it. But Sawada realizes, yeah, something's up. I don't think she's who she says she is. And they're saying, oh, she shit her pants when she saw us. And you see Yamaguchi, like, those little bastards, and saying I'd be afraid of them. She gets in her car and drives home. And this is when you discover the truth of the matter. As she gets home, she sees a lot of very angry and large gentlemen at her home. Turns out that Kimigo is living with her grandfather. Her mother was born to a very unique and interesting family. And because of this, her mother got mad at her grandfather and left and married a civil servant. And her parents died in a car accident, so she ended up living with her grandfather anyway. And who is her grandfather? The leader of a Ninkyo group. And what is a Ninkyo group? He is the head of a Yakuza family. And she's been raised with a bunch of Yakuza members. And this is her family, essentially. So you can tell she's not going to be intimidated by the things little punk kids are going to say to her when she has to deal with these numbnuts and these big people who are going to probably kill her if she has a chance, but they won't. And so on her first day back from school, she's like, Hello, Oju, how are you doing today? Oju meaning miss, so they treat her very respectfully because she's the princess of the whole world. Because she's not a Yakuza, but they treat her like, you know, she's in charge. And she has some minions at the place, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So they ask her how she's doing, and she's like, Well, I'm okay. I mean, the students, they gave me a full bitch out, and they're making fun of me. And the minute she says that, one of them, Tetsu, he's like, They're making fun of you? You want me to take care of him? And he pulls out a gun and like, no, I can take care of it myself. And then she walks up and says hello to her grandfather and kisses him on the cheek and says, I hope you're doing all right. You see he has a full tattoo on his back. And she tells him how her day was and he pulls out a katana and like, you want me to make sure they respect you more? It's like, don't worry about it. I can take care of these little schmucks. And you see her full family. And the thing is that all the things that she sees is normal. And that's one of the funny things about this series is that things which most people don't think are normal she thinks are perfectly normal and because of that her dialect the way she speaks is yakuza slang so for example early on someone asked her what her nickname is and she's like oh it's kamichu which in english means mean yakuza boss like what cop kamichu it's like no 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 i mean uh kumichan kumichan yeah this so you can guess that she could deal with these pucks no problem and she doesn't want them to know that she's a yakuza family member because she's not really a yakuza family member she's just been raised around yakuza her entire life her grandfather is a influential boss and you know she was raised with all these kids who are now yakuza younger brothers and anakis and then her 
made role model is the chief, the second in command of the Yakuza boss, but she doesn't want them to know this. And so the the whole thing is her teaching the school without them finding out that she is a Yakuza member and all the funny things that happen. And as you can guess, wacky hijinks ensue with a lot of strange things of where, oh no, she's going to kick this guy's ass, but they can't know she's a Yakuza member, so I will wear a wrestler mask and no one can see who I am. Or wait, I'll have Tezu come in and say that he is someone else. Or when the students come to visit me, I'll have everyone dress up like normally and they'll look strange and funny. So you have this guy who's big and burly missing a pinky standing there dressed up as a salary man. And all these other weird wacky hijinks occurring. And as you can guess, the only student who finds out that she is a Yakuza boss besides the teachers and the principal is Shin. Now Shin is, like I said, he's the leader of 2-4 and he's this kind of cool, smart, level-headed and, well badass guy who's in charge of the class like whatever he says they'll do if he says study they'll study if he says riot they'll riot and what happened was that a long time ago he was in class and he got kicked out of class because of the fact that there's this teacher who accused a friend of his of doing something and then when it was proven the kid didn't do something the teacher didn't apologize so he punched the teacher out and this has had repercussions throughout the time and now as you can guess this series has not been released in the United States yet as a manga but the anime is out so definitely check it out I mean there's a bunch of other little characters like there's one who's called Kuma now Kuma is like Shin's best friend who's a moron he's this big bulky guy who's just large and tough and he gets into fights and he's the person who calls Yankumi Yankumi that's the nickname for uh Yamaguchi, they say, hey, Yankumi, it's, it was supposed to be an insult, but she actually likes it a lot, she likes, so they, she says, call me Yankumi, I like it, it's no problem, and so through this, out the series, you have all the funny things going on, and also you have the fact that Shin is in love with Yankumi, and he's trying to get her to like him, but the problem is that she's younger than him, and then there's the other fact that she's in love with Shinagawa-sama, and who is Shinagawa-sama? Shinagawa is the lawyer to the Yakuza group. This young man who could have lived a normal life, but because of a debt he felt he owed her grandfather, he decided to stay and work his debt off and just be there for them. And she is madly in love with him. And he doesn't care about her one bit. Uh, you also find that she... Well, another thing is that she, the only way that Shin has ever really gotten her attention is that... She likes guys who wear fundoshi. That's her... That's how you can tell a man does a band if they wear fundoshi now. What is fundoshi? Fundoshi, which I actually learned at a hentai panel at Anime Next, is a type of underwear. If you look at all the old animes and old mangas and very old Kurosawa films, when you see them taking a bath or whatnot, they're wearing this little strip around their waist and this little hanging thing which is covering their balls or their private. That is a fundoshi. It's an old school type underwear. There's actually a whole fetish about fundoshi, which I found about, which is kind of disturbing. But that's what she has. That's her thing. She loves fundoshi. And he's not going to wear it all the time, but the one time he finds out, that's how he gets interested in her. And it's. Or she gets interested in him. It's a cool series. It's a lot of fun. I know I say that a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's a good read to read because. It's just, it has a GTO humor about it where it's just, are they going to find out her secret? No, they're not going to find out her secret. And then all the things that happen with the delinquents. 
And, like I said, she was raised by a bunch of men who were in a Yakuza, so there's a lot of school fights and a lot of violence. And every time something happens, she goes apeshit and will beat the shit out of them. Like, they think, oh, we'll kick her ass. Nope, she beats the shit out of them. It's not as comical as GTO, but it's pretty good. And I like the fact that they have a female main character that they actually push and have her as the dominant and a strong woman. She's not a damsel in distress. One of the, like I said, running gags is that Shin always tries to save Yankumi, and what happens is he gets beaten up, and Yankumi has to save the day. So they do that role reversal a lot, and that's just a very good stereotype to break, because, you know, a lot of women nowadays don't want to be known as the damsel in distress. They want to have strength and, you know, experience, and they want to be the person who's in charge. And this is a good story if you are a woman and you like this type of stuff. If you're a guy, you like it just because it's funny as hell. There's just a lot of really weird stuff with the Yakuza. Like, there's one point in the way beginning when Shin is getting into a fight with one of the rivals of the school. What happens is that Yan Kumi comes to save the day. And she shows up there saying, I'm going to stop them. And she's a teacher. She's registered. She, no one knows she's a Yakuza. She's wearing her tracksuit. And she's like, hey, you should leave him alone. And then she sees in the background, the police are coming. It's like, oh, shit, the cops, we got to run. <laughs> and like, wait, she's a teacher. Why is she running from the cops? And they don't, they don't know why. It's just confusing and interesting. Definitely. Part of me wants to go over every single character that's in this series but I'm not going to do that because you have to read this manga. It's worth checking out. Unfortunately, it's on Scanlation only, which sucks. And I know a lot of the series I've been reviewing have been scanned lately, but it's worth checking out. It really is. And send a letter to Tokyo Pop or Viz if you enjoy this and say, Look, bring this over. We'll read it. We'll actually like it a lot if you like it. Or Delray. Delray could pick this up and it'd be butchered. But this series is enjoyable. It's unique. It's different. And that's why for... This, Goku said, I am going to be giving it a borrowed from a friend and never return unless offered Pocky. Now, why am I giving it such a low grade if I've been ranting and raving about it? I like the art design. It looks very old school. I love the story, but it's an old plot that's been done over and over again. And, like I said, it's geared more towards women, so there's a little bit of a romantical lovey-dovey stuff in it, which kind of, I mean, I have no problem with it because I like a lot of romantic series, but... I don't know, it just seemed a little too romantic at times for me, but I love a lot of the Yakuza references and a lot of little explanations they have, and I especially like it when they say, Oh, look at him, he's the next successor to the that family, but wait, can he do it? I don't know, let's kill him! And all the little Yakuza things, like when they find out that Yankumi's a Yakuza and they start chinning their pants, like, Oh no, they're gonna kill us all, no! And all the little sex jokes, and there's a lot of good stuff in this book. Well, one of the things that really did it was there's an entire story arc about an evil watcher who's a gay pedophile. And it's like, okay, this is a little much. Gay pedophile in a manga. I really don't want to see this right now. Oh, well. So, like I said, borrow from a friend and never return unless offered Pocky. This is worth checking out, and it's worth enjoying it. If they ever release it, I'm going to buy it, because it's just a really good series. I can't wait to see how this ends. So far, I am... 10 volumes in and it just gets better and better and better and more unique and more original I mean it's not like GTO where it's you have the principal who's your arch nemesis and this is a superintendent but he doesn't come in until 4 volumes in and 
there's only one student trying to nail him. It's not like he's trying to nail or she's trying to nail ten students. It's just, you know, she's a love interest for two characters. And you should definitely check out this series. Definitely. I'm sorry to say definitely so much. I sound like a retard. Definitely, definitely. Anyway. Anyway. So I believe that's it for this episode's review. And is there any other site news? Well, check out the site spirekin.podbean.com or you can check us out on iTunes of course we are on Twitter for Spirekin and you can also send me an email spirekin at gmail.com that again is S-P-R-A-K-E-N also one other thing which is pretty diverse is send me a opening closing background music for this manga review and I'll give you a t-shirt that simple I know you're not going to do it because most people haven't done it but send it to me I definitely need some. Also, one other thing which is pretty cool is I want someone to design something for me. I don't care how long it takes, but I would like someone to design a specific sound for each of my different uh, sections for the review. And I'm talking about for each of my ranks. I want like a unique sound, like for example, if it's the worst, which is take it to a priest fear fight, then burn it. I want to hear like someone say take it to a priest like have different inflections for each of them and I want you to record each of my warnings you can check it out at the podcast sparkin.podbeat.com I have a listing of all the rankings I just want something different and unique for the show and I guess that's it for this episode so I guess I should get to that point the part which everyone's waiting for that one that only the wheel Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune, which I spin, and after I put ten volumes, different mangas, on the Wheel of Manga, and I will spin it. Whatever number it lands on, that's what we're reviewing for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. And now I've done something a little bit different, because of the fact that I couldn't find any real titles this week. What I've done is i picked five random titles, and I've assigned them to two places, so double your pleasure, double your fun. So I will spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what I'm reviewing. So each manga has two different options of winning today. This isn't cheating. Thank goodness, because if I put them all as just one, that's cheating. But this is a little more, just making it a little more interesting for this week. So let me see what I'm reviewing for the next episode of the Spirican Manga Review. Okay, so for the next episode of the Spirican Manga Review, I'm going to be reviewing Kaiji. Cool gambling manga, more Yakuza crap. Well, not crap, because Yakuza's always fun, and of course, if I insult Yakuza, Yakuza's gonna come take my finger. But yes, yeah, so, for the next episode of the Spirekin Manga Review, I'm going to be reviewing Kaiji. And, ironically, speaking of Kaiji, when I was at Anime Next, I got involved in a game of restricted rock, paper, scissors. I won, but the game is pretty cool. If you haven't heard of rock, paper, scissors restricted version, wait till next week and I'll tell you all about it. So, as always, remember, you can contact me at spirekin.gmail.com or you can just email me straight up, zan.spirekin.gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter, Spirekin, or join us on the Facebook group, Spirekin Manga Review. The admin, Alex, is pretty cool, if I say so myself. And also, I'm on Xbox Live, Zan Space Spirekin. Unfortunately, I'm only a silver member right now, so your messages might not get through to me for a while. We'll see what happens with that. Also, I am also looking for a potential guest host. So if you want, send me an email with an MP3 of yourself that's under 
a minute long saying why you should be the guest host and we can figure out how to do this on Skype. Also, you can contact me on the phone via our voicemail, 206-426-6665. That again is 206-426-MONK. Call, leave a message. If you're in the United States, it is pretty cheap. I think it's like maybe a dollar for the minute. If you have a cell phone, call after on your free non-payment minutes and it'll be good. Other thing I have to say before I forget, because I forgot to say this before, is remember, this Sunday, I'm going to be releasing a new supplemental episode, which is going to be music to listen to while reading manga. So that's going to be pretty cool and pretty fun. So, I think that's it for this episode. So, this was episode 57 of the Spirekin Manga Review. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and as usual, this is your host, Zan. I am Gonsville. Have a good day. Okay.